Welcome to Riff Ram Review, your TCU sports talk home right here on 88.7 KTCU. Here are your hosts, Seth Dowdle, Ian Nepetian, and Zion Trammell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Riff Ram Review right here on 88.7 KTCU, The Choice. I'm Zion Trammell here with Ian Nepetian and Seth Dowdle. Boys, we are back. Had a week off for Thanksgiving. How, how was y'all's Thanksgiving? Was it good? It was great. It was great. Went home uh, back to the Bay Area. That's where I'm from. So, yeah, it was really nice. Went home, just really relaxed, saw some family, hung out a little bit. Um, nice to have the week off, you know, to, to not have school. But uh, definitely miss being back here with you boys. So happy to be back for uh, episode 13. 13 episodes. Can yeah. we believe it, boys? Yeah, great Thanksgiving. Good to have a week off, as Ian just said. Kind of weird. Feel kind of out of the groove. Haven't done this in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but looking forward to get right back on the horse uh we got a lot to talk about uh tcu football you know nfl has been going on the college football playoff is around the corner uh tcu basketball is in full swing and then we got some really fun segments in the second hour that i know that we all are looking forward to sharing with y'all so it's gonna be a really really fun show yeah i'm excited um but seth we you know you weren't gonna mention something that happened uh during thanksgiving break with you i know maybe you feel like you weren't gonna mention it but you know what? I'll, I'll do the honors. Uh, so our boy Seth, over Thanksgiving break, got engaged. Can you believe it? Can Can you believe it? I'll give myself. Oh my goodness! Seth. I'll give myself a round of, applause, yes. a round of applause. Yes. Congrats, Seth. man. Very. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Very, yeah. very happy. Uh, wonderful, wonderful gal, and uh, can't wait to marry her. There yeah, we're we're very excited yep. for you. Very happy. Yep. Uh, can't wait for the wedding. Yes. Should be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Um, just congratulate Seth on that. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get right into it. So uh, we're going to talk about TCU football uh, probably for the last last time in a little bit, at, at least. Um, yeah. Because uh, it's been a pretty disappointing season. They ended their season six, losing 69-45 to at the hands of the Oklahoma Sooners. They miss out on a bowl game one year removed from making the national championship. It's also the second year in a row where they've allowed 60-plus points in the final game of the season. Not ideal. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. A lot of questions going into the offseason for your good old Horn Froggies. Uh, and... You know, we're, what, four or five days removed yep. from the conclusion of the season, and nothing. Radio silence out of the football camp. I've heard, like, zero news. Yeah, I've heard a I ton agree. of news uh, from other schools, like not even a, uh, a, like a leak of someone transferring out. That's what just kind of astounding, given the season that TCU just had. That'll probably come at some point in the near future. Obviously, the transfer portal window opens uh, a week from, from now, but... And also another thing that I think a lot of us were expecting to hear was some maybe some coaching moves, and that hasn't happened yet. And the longer we get from that game, the more likely I feel like it's not happening. Yeah, exactly. And and right, I feel like everybody was, you know, obviously, um, you know, Joe Gillespie, the defensive coordinator, and Kendall Browse, the offensive coordinator, coordinator for the Horn Frogs. I mean, those guys are on the hot seat, at least in in the perspective of the fans looking in, right? We don't know exactly what Sonny is thinking about where the future of the program that he wants to take this team toward. Um, but I, I, I totally agree, Seth. I feel like every day that we don't hear about this or at least hear anything at the very least, just, just a smidge here or there, 
it leads me to think that we're just not going to make a change. And I'm I'm fine maybe keeping one of the two, but I don't oh, – you know, something needs to change. This team was 5-7. Yeah. and seven. Certain games that we won looked a lot prettier than they really were. Um, but, yeah, certainly things need to change. Um, and, again, I feel like every day that we don't hear something, it just kind of – you know, it's, it's, it's a little uh, disheartening to hear that we're not making any moves yet. Yeah, I think it's one thing for – you know, an organization to look at themselves and, you know, always point fingers constantly when sometimes it's just like a player issue. You just don't have the talent and, you know, they they move too many pieces too quickly. It's another thing to like kind of keep these coaches or keep these pieces in place for too long. And that's like something that the Cowboys ran into, like a big problem here. And I don't want the same thing to happen. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know exactly what's going to happen um and i think the entire coaching staff is probably looking at themselves like you know i might be in trouble or what do i need to do to help improve this team next season so yeah that this season just felt like a huge mess whereas last year everything was so vibrant happy yeah vibrant yeah cohesive great yeah the coaching staff was doing a great job preparing the guys and and you know the leadership was there and it just everything went in the complete opposite direction and that's not what you want from a program that wants to continuously be successful like they were about a decade ago yeah it's kind of and you said it when you mentioned gillespie in the defense giving up 60 plus points not just 60 plus points nine 65 plus points yeah which is marginally worse uh but once you're getting to the 60 point ranges like what does it matter at that <laughs> yeah. point? uh but that's simply not even from a fan being a grouchy like you know armchair quarterback that is simply unacceptable and I know this is the Big 12, and points and defense, defense is optional in the Big 12, and that's been the reputation that this league has had for a, a long time. But that's just not what that what the 3-3-5 defense is designed to do is to prevent explosive plays. Mm-hmm. And in that Oklahoma game, uh, that was all that there were, it felt like. Everything was, the top was being taken off the defense, and there's eight guys back there that are meant to prevent that from happening when you're only rushed three uh three three guys you know routinely so that's like i think if of the two coordinators you know obviously you can point at bryles shortcomings in the red zone with the offense mm-hmm. but the offense did put up points yeah. and for if, if you're gonna defend him like i imagine sunny dykes probably will and keep him is like we put up points yeah. and you know i bet you us three if we were able to put up a well you know a document with like, well, you did put up points, but they some were meaningless in yep. certain situa- situations and whatnot. But the defense was routinely a an issue, and it went all the way back to the Colorado game. Yeah, and with the defense, again, I'm I'm right there with you, Seth. Actually, the defense struggled to make adjustments throughout the entire season. I think there was one game. It was. I want to say Texas Tech was the one game that I saw the team actually make adjustments both offensively and defensively and actually make a change at halftime. But the defense was consistently frustrating to work with and frustrating to see. And again, if, if you're going to defend Kendall Bryles' offense, you know, you can also point to the fact that Chandler Morris got hurt and you had to, you know, hurry and figure out what you're going to do with, um, with, Josh with, with Josh Hoover, right? And that might just be Kendall Bryles' like saving grace in this whole season is that he can lean on and kind of point to that and say, hey, you know, 
I didn't have the quarterback for the the, the quarterback that I thought I was going to have for the full season. So half of the season was already going to be real tough, right? Um, I'd be curious to see what this conversation uh, what this conversation would have been like if Morse stayed healthy and remained QB one all season, and the you know and and we still got to this point, but. I think that's probably Kendall Browse's really only saving grace is that and that the offense continuously put up points. Also, this is just another of the many shortcomings this season that you know could have been forecasted. I feel like it is malpractice to enter a season. In, I'm not saying I didn't trust Josh Hoover to begin the season, but he was an inexperienced guy who had never started a game, right? To enter the season with your backup quarterback being that, yep. with a guy like Chandler Morris who... I don't think I've ever watched a Chandler Morris season where he has not hurt himself, yeah. where he's not gotten hurt. It's a part of his game. that It, it just happens, yeah. and it happened again this year. Obviously, it happened last year. It happened in the brief time he spent in 21 after that miraculous Baylor game. Yeah. got hurt the next game. So to enter the season with a quarterback who I don't want, I don't like calling people injury-prone, but you know yeah. he's a little injury-prone. He is injury-prone. Uh, t- with a guy, and obviously Josh Hoover you know, exceeded my expectations, yeah. but... That felt like a red flag when there were guys in the transfer portal that might not have made the biggest difference, you know, as a starter, but, you know, had experience and could have, you know, led a team uh, through some dark times, just like TCU had a lot of this season. Yeah, I, I, I feel with this team, another thing that's just really frustrating about this season that you couldn't really point to is the consistency. There wasn't any consistency among really any facets of this team, especially when Hoover came in and played against BYU, yes, I'd say of any game of the season, the game where you have a new quarterback can either be your worst game of the year or it could be your best game because because so much changes, right, within within that locker room, within those schemes and things like that, right? But there was there it it just didn't feel like there was a lot of consistency this week. Uh, sorry, this season. I don't know why I said weekend. Um, this whole season felt like there were problems all across the board and. You know whether it was discipline penalties or red zone inefficiency or defensive uh, miscues and, and turnovers. Whenever we'd fix one hole, another hole would pop up, and we wouldn't really know how to combat that. And it's frustrating because if you have so many problems, but you can't get you know if if you can't figure them all out at once or you know within a season, you're gonna really have some trouble. And that's what TC ran into this year. Yeah, and I wanted to bring this up because we talked about Hoover and and Chandler Morris. And kind of the debate of the quarterback position next year. Does did Josh Hoover do enough to earn the starting quarterback job next season, or do they look at the transfer portal with uh, KJ Jefferson, um, Blake Shapin from Baylor, um, maybe Malik Murphy might transfer from Texas? Maybe did are, are those? Would you look at those options, or do you feel like? Josh Hoover could be our guy for next season. I think you just got to look at them, uh, do your due diligence, and if one of them wants to come here, I don't. I think I've always I've always been of the opinion that a good, healthy quarterback battle is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. and and uh, if you can have that, and someone wins out, if you have two good options, um, obviously there's the saying that if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But if you can bring in someone maybe with some experience, like a KJ Jefferson who started. A lot of games for Arkansas and has been pretty successful. Or, you know, uh, what was the other name you mentioned there, Zion? Uh, Blake Shapin. Yeah, Blake Shapin. You know, he's got he won he won the Big Twelve. Um, 
with Baylor two years ago. I don't think Blake Shapen will transfer here to FYI, but you yeah, know, a guy yeah. like him, sort of with experience. I, I think you do. I think you do your due due, gil- due oh diligence. God, due diligence. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think you need to take a look and kind of scope out what are some of the possibilities. If I'm being honest, I think Hoover has done enough to to point to him being the starter. Um, I don't want to speak for everyone here, but I, I feel that Chandler Morris is closer to transferring than becoming the starter again. Um, that's just me. Um, I feel that Josh Hoover has won the team over with what he's been given you know, coming into the scenario of the season when it, you know, um, you know, right in the middle of the season as the backup and kind of proving yourself and sticking in there during some of those hard times. And it's not to put anything bad on on Chandler Morris's name or, or you know, or, or tab him in a negative light. But to me, this is Josh Hoover's team now. Chandler Morris has had his chances. Um, he's been put in, you know, he's, he's won the starting job three different times and he's never finished the season yeah right um yeah i i agree i think you know chandler did a good job and if he does transfer you know wish him nothing but the best don't want to speculate i agree though i think he probably will it's just hard to go from chandler then oh yeah now josh is our quarterback and then well actually we're going back to chandler like you know it's just a lot to keep going back and forth at that point if you're gonna replace josh you just go with a new quarterback like some a new face you don't want to go back to a guy that's been hurt multiple times insist and then you almost have to anticipate that yeah he's probably going to get hurt again so you need to have backup options it's it's just too much and um yeah i mean it's unfortunate how that situation played out but yeah i think josh is I, i think josh could be the guy next series i think he had a really he he really showed a lot of flashes this season and took a lot of accountability and ownership and uh, you know really liked what I saw from him. Yeah, and and also just briefly going back to Chandler Morris, this might be a little blunt, but I don't think Chandler Morris has anything left in the tank to show mm-hmm. that he hasn't done already. Whereas Hoover, you've only seen a little bit of the guy, and from what we've seen. He looks really sharp in certain areas, and there's a lot of room for improvement in in, in other areas as well. But if you go back to Hoover, I'm sorry, if you go back to Morris, again, I don't really know what else he can offer this team that we haven't seen yet. And then, again, if you go back to Morris with Hoover still here in this program, what does that do mentally for the quarterbacks? You know, they've already gone through this song and dance competing against each other, right? What what does that do, you know, to, to Hoover, you know, someone like Hoover as a young quarterback still trying to find his way? So a lot to think about for this coaching staff. Yeah, and I, I will say this just to, uh, you know, kind of put a bright spot on this and n- not be t- all negative. I think th- there is some bright spots on this team, and I think they're going to look at themselves, and I think they should hit the transfer portal hard. Uh, teams have found a lot of success with that, and it, hopefully you just, with the new Big 12, you're motivated to really get back on track and and maybe make that 12 team playoff because now moving forward there's going to be more opportunities now with 12 teams to get in the playoff not saying that that's going to happen next year it could but you know there are some things to like out of this season Imani Bailey had a tremendous year Um, you know there's 
some really good consistency from from Jared Wiley. Yeah, he's your guy, man. That's, yeah. I, I'm, we're gonna miss him. We're gonna miss yes. him. Yeah, I know he's not gonna be back next year, but you know, just wanted to mention some some bright spots as well, and you know, best of luck to the guys that are moving on um, to the draft or the transfer portal or whatever. Yeah, and you mentioned it with the 12 team playoff. I mean. And also, this league is going to be elite. It's 16 teams now next, next year. Oh, my gosh. Big 12, big, yeah, big, plus four. Hey, Big 10, <laughs> big 10 has 18, yeah, so yeah. I just don't even know where to start. Uh, but it's there's a lot of teams where you look and it's like, well, they could either be really good or they could be like a TCU in five yep. and seven. It's going to be wide open, right? Yep. It's And so, therefore, you know, it's going to be a really fun league. It's going to be kind of a frustrating league to watch. I feel like it's going to be a league where there's not going to be like one elite team, just a lot of good teams, and that's what's going to make it fun. But also what makes a opportunity for a school like TCU to go on a run, win the conference, make the playoff, maybe win a game. And that's the goal in the 12-team playoff. It's a lot harder to win a national championship now, but it's a lot easier to make it to the playoff. Yeah, Yeah. and with the new Big 12 being so new, completely different landscape, it allows TCU to say, hey, we're going to take advantage of this and emerge ourselves as the front runners in this conference. This is our chance. This is TCU's chance to say, hey, some teams left, some teams joined. This is our time to take control. So I'm, I'm curious to see what we do next year. Yeah, yeah. got to make changes, though, uh, yep. and, and got to take advantage of this offseason if they want to do that. Yep. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. Uh, we're going to take a break, and coming up next, we're going to be talking about two teams that are doing much better for TCU. That's our men's and women's basketball team right here on Riff Ram Review on 88.7 The Choice. Aw, you know kids will be kids. Oh, I don't know why they're trying to make a big deal of it. It's just a harmless rite of passage. If she didn't want to be picked on, she shouldn't wear that thing on her head. If he's going to dress that way, he's just asking for the extra attention. It's just a stage. All kids face some bullying. They'll get over it. That girl, she just brings it on herself. I don't feel bad for her at all. Uh, Uh, It's just a stage. It's just a stage. It's just a harmless rite of passage. Don't validate. Eliminate. All students in Texas deserve a safe learning environment without the threats of bullying. I'm Noel Candelaria, president of the Texas State Teachers Association. It's up to us as educators, as parents, as adults to stand up on behalf of bullied students, identify, intervene, and advocate. One caring adult can make all the difference. Visit nea.org slash bullyfree, a message from the Texas State Teachers Association. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Riff Ram Review right here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. I'm Ian Nepetian, joined alongside Zion Trammell and Seth Dowdle. We just got finished talking a little bit about TCU football, putting on as nice of a bow as we possibly could, maybe, on what was definitely a disappointing season. But we're switching gears over to uh, men's and women's basketball. They have been, um, especially women's basketball, has really surprised the nation. They've surprised a lot of people here on campus. They've surprised me for sure. Um, they've got they've gotten off to a great start to the season, seven and zero for the f- for the second time in program history. Mark Campbell was just named Coach of the Week, and Sedona Prince was also named Big Twelve Player of the Week. Seven and zero. It's it's uh, right now so far so good for uh, TCU women's basketball. 
Yeah, Sedona Prince was not lying when she came on to our show and said how excited she is about this team and that this team, they saw what people thought of this group and that they were going to finish towards the bottom of the Big 12 and they are laughing at it. And wow, I mean, this is an incredible start. Look, there's been nothing to be excited about over the last couple seasons with TC women's basketball. I, Seth, you may know this. I don't know when the last time we had a really good i mean a a positive season. a positive season even. i have no idea <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's been a while um so to see this team they picked up probably their best win of the season yep. against nebraska 88 to 81 uh, that was the closest game closest right? game yeah. in like some you know rinky yeah. dink barn yeah. and on an iphone yeah oh, so we go on their twitter and we're watching <laughs> the highlights and i'm like oh this broadcast is odd. The, like they're posting the highlights, but the camera angle. angle is like slanted, and obviously it's not the you know whoever's running the social media. That's not the, uh, that's just all that they well, have. Well, it, it was on. Yeah. So, so if you go to the the, the gofrogs.com, you go to the schedule. You know, it has the TV and the radio. Well, it has the radio, eighty-eight point seven KTCU FM. You can listen to TC women's basketball right here. Uh, shameless plug, but the TV was. Be the beast. Be the beast. <laughs> it was such a basic like scoreboard score bug as well. You know, yeah. it just said Nebraska this, TCU here's the points. That's all and you need. That's all you need. No, it was just shocking. But hey, most important thing was that the team got the uh, win, the victory, and they're yes. seven and zero. Um, a couple nice little nuggets that I found out about this team. So through seven games into the, you know. Seven games into the season, compared to last year's first seven games, TCU is averaging 78.7 points per game compared to 60 last year. So they're up 18 points per game through their first seven. Notable. Average score margin this year is 23.1 points. Um, TCU women's basketball is shooting 46% from the field and just over 38%. Uh, from beyond three-point range. Um, they're ninth in the nation in three-pointers made, um, and they're ninth uh, in the nation in turnovers per game. So 11.6, they're keeping control of the basketball. So um, really some, some good basketball being played here uh, by Mark Campbell's team. And again, it's, it's, it's a complete turnaround from last year, and Mark Campbell hasn't wasted any time in really you know, stamping his mark on this team. I think the most notable stat, though, TCU won eight games last year, and they've won seven already. Now, no betting men here, but if if we were to you know make put some money on them for surpassing that win total from last year, I think we'd become very rich men. Yep, they're, they're gonna do it. Yeah, they're gonna do it, and they could do it as soon as December fifth when they play Abilene Christian. Yeah, because they play, they got Tulsa on December first. That's this Friday, and then Abilene Christian. On Tuesday, honestly, they could be undefeated going into Big 12 play. I would not be surprised. Yeah, they, they could. They, they have six more games until conference play, which starts against BYU. And, yeah, it's, it's very possible. And I think they got over the, the most difficult hump by, by beating Nebraska, yeah. especially. Could be a tournament team there. Yeah, yeah. Agnes Semenopu, 26 yeah. points, shot 9 of 13, knocked down six threes. Sedona Prince continues her monster year, 23 points. 11 rebounds, uh, you know, really kind of the anchor of this team. And uh, they didn't have to rely on Madison Connor too much. Um, I think she had 13 points, so a pretty decent performance from her. But uh, I've kind of mentioned this last time we talked about TC women's basketball, and it's, uh, for me, 
they just it's very much the starting lineup and that's kind of it i mean uh you look Jaden owens played the entire game um and then the rest of the starters ranged from 37 to 39 minutes. Uh, they did get Aaliyah Robertson to come off the bench, and she had 15 points. So that was very productive for her coming off the bench, and that's kind of what this team needs maybe um, because once you get to you know later on in the season, you get into January, February, playing all these conference games, it's going to be a lot of wear and tear. And, uh, you know, I, I'm fully confident that they could do this, but um, – it seems to me that Mark Campbell is like, yeah, we got like five or six of girls here that can that can hoop, and we kind of just have to hope that they can. Yeah, it's kind of similar it. to, to like that's what happens though when you flip a roster with the transfer mm-hmm. portal is that the 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 surface level players, and I mean that just by the people that see the field or the court a lot, is you know they're very strong, and then the depth though you kind of you kind of lose some of that depth because it's hard through the portal to replace depth because yep. people that are transferring usually want to go somewhere where they're going to start. Yep. And that makes perfect sense. I understand it. Similar, you know, I'm not comparing this team to the Colorado football team, but that's what Colorado's <laughs> problem was, right, yes. was is that you have the big names, the Travis Hunters, the Shadur Sanders, the the whatnot, but the depth, the 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 that was what the problem was for Colorado. And that could be a problem, as you said, for this team. Right now, though, they're riding high, and that's what we need to talk about is that this team is yeah. is great uh, so far and that they've, they're putting you know TC women's basketball right back on the map here in Fort Worth and, and, and making it meaningful and giving people reasons to come to games. And for that, I applaud them. Yeah, and that's the thing. You can – that's – I'm not saying that it's not going to work. I just – I think it can't. I mean, it's – they're so top-heavy. These, these This starting lineup is so talented that they can go toe-to-toe with most teams probably in the Big 12 and Mm -hmm. feel like they have a decent shot. Uh, They're currently tied for second with Texas Tech uh, in the Big 12. Texas is 8-0. The other undefeateds are UCF, West Virginia, Baylor, and Houston. Uh, Pretty funny. Kansas obviously is one of the best teams in the country for men's basketball for women's basketball they're two and three yeah so can't have them both we can here in fort worth though we We can have good we certainly can yeah we can have both yeah so far the men's basketball team is doing great six and oh so far um through their first six games of the season their their ease of schedule does rank last in the nation at 362 (laughs) but i think what's most important and and you guys can you know chime in here too is the team is winning these games convincingly, and whereas last season, the ease of schedule was very similar, but the team wasn't really coming together as fluidly. They this lost year, them. it's looking good. Yeah, they did lose them. Yeah, it's this is a good sign. Uh, that's such a funny stat, and I don't care about it yeah. because like the schedule is going to get harder. It is. Because the Big 12 is a beast of a basketball conference. Yeah. But it's just funny when you <laughs> – 362 like out of 362. Yeah. That's hilarious. They've played three teams that are a combined – I'm going to try and do this math off the top of my head. <laughs> I believe they've played three teams that have a combined record of 1 in 21. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they beat up uh, Alcorn State, which is one letter removed from Acorn. beating up on some squirrels. Acorn so, State. you know, yeah. <laughs> um, By the way, I actually – I do want to talk about this. This is a side rant, but – Okay. When we're talking about the schedule, this was hilarious, and I just need to mention it, if okay. that's okay with y'all. Yeah. All right. I don't know what you're going to mention, yeah, but I know, yeah, I know. that's fine. Okay. <laughs> so Mississippi Valley State was one of the teams that uh, TCU played this um, 
in the non-conference, correct? Y'all, yep, y'all yep, seen that? Yep. So they're 0-7 right now. All righty. 0-7, and they've played all of their games on the road. Every single one of them. Mississippi Valley State. Mississippi Valley wow. State. 0-7, they've played every single one of their games on the road. They have seven more non-conference games. All of them will be on the road. Oh, my gosh. So those ki- those guys are not getting an education, is what I'm hearing. That they're just they're just want, hoping. How do you even do that? Do y'all think that they can they can win any of these games? I'm about to tell you the schedule. Here we go: North Texas, Liberty, Gonzaga, Tulsa, Baylor, and San Francisco. Uh, oh my God! Wow. Okay, I hear Baylor I and so Gonzaga. Bad. That's just that's, that's brutal. tough. Their, um, their next home game won't be till January sixth. Actually, wow. that'll be their first home game. They haven't played one yet. That's horrible. I mean, wow. I don't know where uh, Mississippi Valley State is, but you know. Well, hey, just, just in Mississippi. Just gonna say, I did get a text literally just now from one of our listeners, Mr. Jeffrey Cray. He said that they could win their conference, though, <laughs> which is pretty insane. Missis- Mississippi Valley State. Yeah. Oh my. So, so Jeff, what? if you are listening. We, we, we just wanted to give you a little shout out there. What conference are they the in? The SWAC. Oh. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They might. I, I don't know. Is a US, USF University of San Francisco the Dons? Yeah, the Dons. Uh, I don't yeah. know how good they are. For... They made the tournament a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. They're not going to win. <laughs> That's going to be really tough for them. Yeah. <laughs> the Baylor, really tough. They're going to lose by 100 to Baylor. Gonzaga will give them, you know, we'll give them. A 90 to like 30 probably, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, for TCU basketball, I think their biggest test is going to be coming up when they play Clemson and Arizona State during the Hall of Fame series in Toronto. That's probably going to be their biggest um, their, their their biggest challenge um, to really start the season. They do play Georgetown on December 2nd as well in the Big East Big 12 battle. Um, so those three games should be a little closer and a little more competitive, definitely more testing of the team. But – Again, kind of talking about the Big 12, there are five teams right now in the AP Top 25 that are in the Big 12. Kansas is number five. Number six is Houston. Baylor at number nine. Texas at 16. And Oklahoma rounding it out at number 25. So this TCU team is going to hit a wall and really going to have to hunker down once Big 12 conference play starts. And Kansas is their first matchup. That's at Kansas on January 6th. So Yikes. I mean, you know, again, it's a good start to the season. Let's continue it. But this Big 12 season is not going to be a joke. Yeah, and they don't play a home game in December. They play at Dickey's Arena on uh, December 16th, but yeah. that's, you know, technically not a home game. Yeah, yeah. That don't count. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I, I like the, the turnaround of the roster is good. They're, they shoot three a lot better, which is encouraging. Um, but, you know, encouraging that they're beating these teams that they should be beating – by a lot, and that's pretty much, I think, the main point so far of the TCU men's basketball yeah. season. And the sub point, obviously, is that the men's and women's teams are both doing great so far, yeah. and that's good for the school after a lackluster football season. It is. It is. It's it's exactly what we need as a show. We need to talk about some more positive <laughs> yes. things. It's, it's exactly what the TCU fan base and student body needs. They need some more sports to look forward to. Um, basketball, I mean, so far... Combined 13-0, can't ask for a better start between the men's and women's programs and hoping that can definitely continue into the winter and uh, into Big 12 conference play. So really looking forward to it. But uh, up next, we've got some college football to talk about with all of the conferences wrapping up. 
There are some conference championships that we do want to preview, as well as some CFP rankings that we have to talk about. That will be coming up in the next segment here on Riff Rim Review. Stick here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. I'm working two jobs, and my husband works too. My kids go to school with your kids. I sit next to you at PTA meetings. We live right next door. We've been neighbors for years. You know my family and me pretty well, but here's one thing you don't know. I'm one out of every six Americans, and my family is struggling with hunger. Like you, we believe in this country. What's hard to believe is in the land of milk and honey how many hardworking Americans have to choose between paying bills and feeding their families. This is a problem with a solution. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Riff Ram Review right here on 88.7 FM KTCU The Choice. I'm Zion Trammell here with Seth Dowdle and Ian Nepetian. We talked a lot of TCU football and basketball. Now we're going to talk about the CFP, the college football playoff, the rankings that just came out, as well as a conference championship preview for some of the major conferences. Uh, Guys, let me just say, last year was a great year to be undefeated for TCU and and to not have to worry too much about whether we were getting in or not, regardless of how the Big 12 championship was going to go. We got a traffic jam for the playoff right now. It's just unbelievable. The the committee's going to have a lot to think over here uh, is is depending on the outcomes of these games will determine whether or not these teams will get to play in the final four team college football playoff. Right now, if the season were to end today, it would be Georgia as the one seed or ranked number 1, uh Michigan at 2, Washington 3 and Florida State at 4 with the first two teams out at Oregon at five. And for some reason, in my opinion, it's weird that Ohio State is six and maybe not Texas. But, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, there's... We're not the committee, Zion. We don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) I want to be in that committee. I want to be there and say, you know what? Why don't we give Missouri... Just give him a shot. Give him a shot. (laughs) Or just someone random, like, you know. Arizona. (laughs) Minnesota. (laughs) Have we talked about Liberty enough? Because, come on. Hey, undefeated, 12-0. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would say. They're 12-0. I don't care who they played. Um, That's funny. Yeah. It was kind of funny. There was, like, SMU fans and TCU fans, like, uniting on Twitter over hating on Liberty today. It's kind of funny. Well, yeah. The SMU wants Liberty out because they want to make the New Year's Six, but that's whatever. Yeah, anyways, uh, so what do you guys think? I mean, do you agree with this ranking right now? What do you think is going to change? I, I think the top four right now is pretty easy, yep. right? Those are the four power, undefeated Power 5 teams. That would be the order I would put them in. I think Georgia's better than Michigan. Uh, Washington has a really good resume, but I don't think they're better than Michigan. Yep. And then Florida State, obviously, uh even you know without Jordan Travis, uh, but you know still undefeated ACC. That's a Power Five team. You have to respect that. Uh, 
Oregon at five is very interesting. Uh, I like that over Ohio State. As you said, Zion, I think Texas should be over Ohio State. Ohio State plays a one-game season uh, pretty much every single year, and they lost that game, so I don't think we should respect them uh, as much. Uh, and I think Texas should be in, uh, should be over them. So, yeah, it's crowded, though. Theoretically, one through eight could all get in. And there's a very high possibility that, you know, usually these things kind of sort themselves out, that it doesn't sort itself out. And we have some chaos scenarios, which I believe, you know, we'll we'll get into here in a second. But it's definitely very intriguing. I wish we had the 12-team playoff. Yeah, that would make this would make for a great first year of having the 12-team playoff. It really would. Because last year kind of would have sucked because there weren't a lot of teams worthy, in my opinion, right? But this year... I mean, heck, even at 12, you got Oklahoma and, and you got Penn State and Missouri's a ton of fun. And I feel like it would just, you know, maybe they're not going to go far, but they're they're fun teams to watch. And yeah. and it's going to be tough because someone's going to be left out that's probably really deserving and deserves to be there. And, and you know, I laugh at them because TC was in this scenario yeah. in 2014 <laughs> and was left out. Yeah. So it's like I have no remorse for you. But... It, it, it kind of stinks because, you know, just as someone who likes the sport and likes to watch the good teams, you know, deserve, who deserve to have a chance, get the chance, yeah. someone might not get the chance, and that kind of stinks. Yeah, it's it's just like you said it there. It's tough because someone is going to get rightfully but harshly snubbed, right? That's just the nature of how this season has unfolded, how the CFP rankings have presented itself. But I agree. it's Right, right now, one through four, I have no issue with it, but it's the five through eight that is a little wonky there um but yeah it's a traffic jam just like you said any anything could happen really um it could be as easy as if very minimal movement if one through four win it's easy yeah that's it exactly it can either have zero movement or there could be some there could be some massive changes to this to this uh cfp rankings yeah shall we get into some scenarios let's do it it. so the big one where i think You've put, Seth, where most of the chaos scenarios begin to blossom is the SEC championship, Georgia and Alabama. Alabama's ranked number eight. Uh, You know, it's kind of interesting. The committee's not giving them that Alabama bias. And, oh, I'm getting a call from Nick Saban. He wants to tell me that they deserve to be in the playoff. Oh, we'll take the call, Nick. We'll take the call. We'll take it after the show, Nick. You can explain why your team (laughs) deserves to be in the playoff uh, on live national television. Um, We'd be favored. Yeah. At least you don't have two losses this time. But you might this time still actually still might have two losses and still plead your case. Um, But, yeah, what happens if uh, Bama wins? That is certainly a question because – in no world do I see them leaving the SEC champion out. So that would mean that Alabama is in, right? They jump in from eight to whatever. It doesn't matter in my opinion. But then the chaos lies, I think, in where Georgia goes because they're good. They're really good. And if they're one of the four best teams in the country, regardless if they win or lose, right? And But do they deserve to still be in over some other teams? My cynicism says that they will be kept in. And there will be two SEC. Right? That, that's just me, my experience with this. Yeah. And that really stinks because then that means that two teams potentially that deserve to be in are left out. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Do you guys want to make predictions for, for this? For, like, who, for Georgia, Bama? Yeah. Like who's going to win? Yeah. yeah. Like, like score predictions? Yeah. Or, or yeah. Just, or just who wins. Who wins. Who wins? Yeah. That's tough. 
I think Georgia wins this game. I think that Georgia is more well-rounded. I yeah. do not think that Alabama's offense is fixed. However, yes. it is still better. But, it, I mean, it took a miracle, an absolute miracle to beat Auburn. Yeah. Has, it, has Georgia completed a fourth and goal from the 30-yard line? I don't think so. 31. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I think Georgia wins. They're a lot more well-rounded. Uh, they haven't lost in two years. I honestly I, th- I honestly think they three-peat. Uh, yeah. So I think that they win this game. And that kind of helps this scenario, yep. in my opinion. Uh, but if there's if any of the Alabama teams I would root for to win, that's it's this one. Yep. It's this I, one. I was going to say, right, this is the one Alabama team that really went through some growing pains, had to kind of find their identity again, going through quarterbacks left and right. And they they weathered the storm. They did. They ended 11 and 1 and they go into Georgia trying to trying to win something here, right? Um I would love to see Alabama do it. I just I I don't have that romantic side to me of saying, "Oh yeah, they're going to they're going to, you know, win it and this is going to be some awesome story for for the program for this year." Um so I go Georgia. I think they're the strongest team. Again, I think Alabama is a strong team, but not enough to to, to beat Georgia here. Yeah, I want to. I, I will agree with y'all on this. Uh, as I kind of want. I can't believe I'm saying this. I want Alabama <laughs> yeah. to win because I. I'm like Seth here. Just bring on all the chaos. Let's do this thing. You know. Uh, no, I just think yeah, Georgia is just too good. I I don't. Um, I admittedly have not watched a ton of Georgia this year because you just kind of expect them to win. I mean, it's it's not really anything against. I also just don't like them because they beat us up. Um, so you know, I just I mean, I expect Georgia to win, um, but Alabama's gonna for once gonna have to be the team that's got to cause a little chaos. You know, catch them off guard a little yeah. bit in the early going. That's not normally a Nick Saban team because usually they're the better team. But yeah. Georgia's better up and down. Uh, I think Georgia will win, and they will retain um, the number one spot. Um, let's get into – let's do Big Ten. Uh, Michigan versus <laughs> Iowa. Because Iowa. Iowa, man. You can do it. You can do the funniest thing ever, Iowa. Big Ten champion, Iowa. Okay, I was telling Zion this yesterday. Ian, what do you think the first half over-under is for Iowa in points? First half. For Iowa in points, over-under? In the first half. Oh, God. This might have changed as I last saw it, but this is better than if it changed. For me? Like, like in my head? No, what do you think the betting line is? Like, like the actual oh, betting line? Actual how many points line? will Iowa oh. score in the first half? Over-under. Um, I'd say eight and a half. It's half. What? <laughs> You're kidding. Half a point. <laughs> You're kidding. You know what? Just for that, if it if it remains that up to game time... I hope that they get a safety and and and, and score two yeah. points. Do you know how many like casual bettors are gonna slam the over on that? And they might not get it. They yeah. might not get it. Yeah, it's, uh... it's it was plus money. Half was plus money. Oh my gosh! I wow. Half. Uh, I think Michigan wins. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's my uh, yeah. my thought process here. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, Michigan looks like a better team than they, I think they're better than last year, um, in my opinion at least. Um, you know, they have a really good running game, um, good defense. I think uh, they run all over Iowa. And that yeah. and that if I that's it, Iowa winning would create some more chaos scenarios, obviously, but I don't foresee that happening. So I'm not even going to entertain in my brain what those could even mean. So. Uh, 
We'll just wait and see if it happens. It's the last game of the night, so we'll get to we get to wait all yeah. day for Saturday night Iowa football <laughs> in prime oh, time. Oh gosh, Saturday <laughs> night you wait all day and be like, all right, let's see if they wake up. <laughs> it's remarkable that they're 16 with how horrid their offense. Like man, if they just had a couple guys, you know that defense is so good. Also, they played nobody, but it's fine. That's uh, true. All right. My favorite game of the weekend on Friday night, Pac-12 championship. Yes. Uh, Oregon and Washington win and in for both. Washington wins there yeah. and Oregon wins the end. I think this is pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, with Oregon at five. It would take a lot to happen for Oregon to win and not get in, in my opinion. Yes. And I think, uh, have you all seen the spread for this game? I know obviously we've become a betting podcast, but... <laughs> Oregon's favored by nine last time I checked. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, um, yeah, this matchup doesn't bode well for Texas either way. Um, we'll get into that later. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a, I've been a Michael Penix believer since he beat Oregon. So, yeah. you know, I've People just, forget. People forget. They beat Oregon, guys. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know. Maybe that's what people were saying about TCU. They're like, oh, Kansas State's going to win. Well, TCU beat Kansas State already. You know, I just see a lot of similarities between Washington and TCU, yeah. so I kind of levitate. I gravitate towards uh, towards Washington a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to pick them to win. All right. Uh, uh, my, it's just heart. My, my, my heart says they will win. Oregon has been firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Bo Nix has been – he might win the Heisman. So yes. it's, it's just been crazy for the Ducks. I think Washington – has a shot, obviously. I mean, they did it, so therefore yeah. they have a shot. Uh, I think Oregon wins, though. I, I I agree. Oregon is just in a better groove right now. Um, I, I I I for for the sake of the chaos, I'd love to see Oregon win and just have another change in in the top four. Yeah, yeah. just for fun. I, I have nothing against Washington. I think they've had an incredible season. Michael Penix has done phenomenally for the Huskies, but just for fun. Oregon, yeah. go go win it and see what happens. It yeah. would create it, like Oregon winning brings on the whole chaos yes. because if all four of those teams yep. that we mentioned win, and we think Georgia has a pretty good shot, Michigan obviously has a yep. really good shot, then it, it, it becomes really easy. Yes. But Oregon is kind of and they play on a the Friday night, break. so it's early, so you will know they're going to push the domino over and, and yep. they're going to start this all, and yep. and that it could be really interesting. Big Twelve, Oklahoma State, when they lost to South Alabama earlier in the year. Didn't we all say they were going to make the Big 12 championship? That's, Didn't that, that's what we said, right? That's yeah. obviously what yep. we said. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to play Texas in Arlington. Sold out, by the way. Mention oh, that. Nice. Uh, Texas, though, the committee not giving them any favors, ranking them at number seven. They need some help even with a win. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even – I'll be honest. I don't really see a path for them to make the playoff. Um, I – kind of wanted them to i know that does not seem like a popular opinion i used to be a texas fan so i still have a sorry that doorbell just always threw me off off. yeah so i still was kind of hoping that like maybe you know there's a little bit little tiny place in me that might want texas to make it but yeah i think they're gonna beat up oklahoma state honestly I don't know. That might I might be wrong on that, but um, I, I think they are. Here's the path. The path is Florida State and Washington yeah. losing. Yeah. That opens the door. But even then, with Ohio State ranked ahead of them, does a win over Oklahoma State push move the needle enough to where the committee would put them over it? I think that personally, it should because Ohio State made the 
uh, didn't make their conference championship game while Texas, you know, rightfully so did. But uh, that's the scenario. I think Texas wins as well. Oklahoma State has just been the most confusing team I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, And while I like a lot of the players on that team, I think that Texas is way more talented, and they have been all year. They have been really good. Quinn Ewers is a really good quarterback, and that defense is really good. And I think that Texas steamrolls them. Yep. I'm going Texas as well. I'll keep it short and sweet, but I agree. Um, I think Texas is a really talented team. Um, just just kind of going back to the start of the season here, this is this was the, the Big 12 championship matchup that I think we were all fearing. <laughs> Two teams that are leaving for the SEC, playing each other in the Big 12 championship. That's that's probably what well, Brett uh, Yormark and— Well, uh, Oklahoma's not playing, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. My, excuse me, excuse me. Cut me off. Cut me off. Thank gosh, Oklahoma's in there instead of Oklahoma State. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. But yes. Um, yeah. No, I think I, Texas will. Well, no, no, because <laughs> I think I think sorry. initially, no, I, I I think initially that's kind of what everyone thought was that Texas and Oklahoma were going to play in the Big Twelve Championship. Yes. You're like, oh gotta be kidding me that's just gonna be a they're just gonna be laughing at us man because they're leaving and they're like yeah we'll play in your silly little you know conference championship but now oklahoma state has a chance to represent us Mm -hmm. go get them they could do it they They, could they could do it they could do it i can win the lottery (laughs) um no shit that's i i don't know i just i don't see any any way that oklahoma state wins honestly and then i think the most likely upset is in the ACC with a Florida State team potentially playing a third-string quarterback against Louisville. Yeah. Florida State, if you win, you should be in, right? I think they should honor that undefeated record. Louisville, you just lost to Kentucky. I don't know how it happened. Play spoiler, I guess. I don't know. I, I Picking this game is so hard, though, because of the Jordan Travis injury. If Jordan Travis yeah. was playing, this would be a lot easier. Yeah. I'm going to take Louisville just, I mean, just off that alone. Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> Where, oh, did I? No, it's Louisville. Yeah, you got it. Oh, okay. you got I it. did. Oh, uh, I heard a Louis. Louisville. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious. Does wh- What do you guys think? If Florida State loses and then. Oregon beats Washington. Does Washington could Washington and Oregon both get in? I don't think so. No. I think no. that. And then if Texas won, would be Texas. I think it, I think it should be Texas. Um, yeah, I think it should be Texas. I the biggest chaos scenario is this: Alabama beats Georgia, Florida State loses to Louisville, and Oregon beats Washington. That's the biggest chaos because yeah. then you have a lot of teams deserving, yeah, or yeah. at least that think they're deserving. Uh, to be in, yeah, and you only have four spots, and that's potentially what five, six teams thinking they should get in. Yeah, yeah, but guys, this is fun. Yep, this, this is, is awesome. This is this is college football. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, like you know, and it would be kind of crazy if like TC was like in the mix. Like, I wonder if they were if this we had this team last year, like for this year, where would they be? Where would they be? Ranked? I don't know, but they they'd be undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an interesting exercise. They would be 
They'd have the exact same stakes, I think, as Washington, and I think that's where the parallels continue yeah. to, to it, they, they continue to be. I think it would have to be a win and in. I think if yeah. they lost like they did last year, they would yep. not be given the same grace. I agree. Uh, because last year it was what Alabama was a two-loss team behind Ohio State. Yep. There, there were only three undefeated teams going into conference championship week, whereas this year there are four and a lot more one-loss teams. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think they. I mean, obviously they would have been in the mix, but they definitely would have had a had had to win. I think. Yeah, it's interesting, but I'm excited. We're all excited here for these uh, conference championships. See how that all plays out, and then where they go with the CFP rankings. Yeah. Uh, so that'll wrap things up for our number one. Coming up next, we have an exciting crossover with the Radio Girls. Uh, coming up next here on Riff Ram Review, right here on 88.7 The Choice. Good morning. Get ready to brighten your day every Wednesday morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's time for the Radio Girls on KTCU 88.7 FM, your favorite college radio station. Join us as we dive into the world of TCU Horned Frogs, share campus stories, and talk about our favorite girly things. That's right. We've got awesome giveaways and some fabulous tunes to keep you going throughout the morning. So whether you're a devoted horn frog or just looking for some midweek fun, tune in to the Radio Girls. Every Wednesday morning, 8 to 10 a.m., only on KTCU 88.7 FM. Don't miss out on the laughter, story times, and the games. Set your alarm clocks, mark your calendars, and make your Wednesday mornings slay. The Radio Girls, only on KTCU 88.7 FM. Tune in and be a part of the fun. Welcome back to Riff Ram Review here live on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. My name's Ian Apichan, and tonight I'm joined alongside Zion Trammell and Seth Dowdle, but we do have some very, very special guests here joining us in the studio. It is the radio girls, Joya and Grace. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you guys doing tonight? So excited to be here. So good. We're so Yay. good. <laughs> this is such a collab. Yeah, so this collab is, we, we've been trying to get it in the works for the last couple of weeks. We finally, very impromptu, figured out that today kind of worked for both <laughs> yeah. of us, for, for yeah. all five of us. No, it's it, really been planned for a while. Impromptu yeah. we've as tried in like an sure. hour ago. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But we're very happy to have you guys on. Um, if you guys could tell our, our, our listeners and everyone else that's listening right now, just a little bit about yourselves as students, you guys, you know, working here at the radio station, and then also tell them a little bit about what um, Radio Girls is about. Yes. Cool. Okay, so <laughs> Grace and I had a radio class together last semester, which kind of made the Radio Girls happen. Yeah. And then basically, if you want to think about a show where two basic girls have a talk show, that's yep. what it's like. We talk about everything under the sun. Today we talked about, you know... Christmas. The Disneyland streaker, like right. it's all the fun Very things. Nice. The yes. what? Oh, okay, wait, <laughs> yeah, wait hold on. You can't just you bring this up that? without. Do we have to blurb that out. So, no, basically, okay. <laughs> That's so totally... basically, this guy went to Disneyland and he like streaked. in Anaheim. In Anaheim, yeah. yeah, and then he was like fully stripped. naked on It's a Small World and got arrested. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Yeah, you could look it up on the internet, and the videos are there yeah. on Twitter Sweet. or X. Wow, that's. Yeah. 
that's haunting. Yeah. Especially if you're taking your kids there. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it not is it. a small world. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> or, mm, okay. It's really not it. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, does yeah. not slay. So, <laughs> so Radio Girls ranges from pop culture stuff. Yes. What what other things do you guys like love to talk about that are staples for your show? I guess story times. Okay. Story times, what's happening on campus here at TCU. We'll play some games. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, and then talk about our opinions. There yeah. you go. There you go. Spicy opinions out there? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it gets a little heated. Yeah. There you go. There you is go. It like a, is it like a hot debate show, too, at the same time? Do you all have differing opinions? We usually agree on everything, yeah. I feel like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, thank God. All right, well, you guys are coming on to a sports show, so we, we do want to ask you guys a little bit about sports. <laughs> to what extent do you guys watch sports, enjoy sports, hear about sports, see sports? What's your, re- what's your relationship with, with the entire sports world? I will say, I don't think the Radio Girls has ever once talked about a sporting <laughs> event, <laughs> unless we're doing, like, a ticket giveaway. Radio um, Girls go sporty. <laughs> yeah. But... I don't know. Like, I watch the Super Bowl with my dad uh-huh. when it's on. Uh-huh. I'm a Patriots fan. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's about it. About that's about it. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's okay. long list of my experience. <laughs> One day in February, Grace watches sports. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's actually not true. I watch it occasionally, but I would say, like, I'm not at all right. educated well like with yeah. tcu sports though like wh- where do y'all do y'all i mean i'm assuming y'all go to the football games and stuff yeah. we'll go for a good time and yeah. then, the game. Um, if we get hot we'll leave true that, that <laughs> honestly i don't Facts. blame you some of the games this year were brutal Very relatable. that yeah. first yeah. game against colorado oh my gosh oh my gosh it was so hot it was a stab in the heart it was bad. <laughs> oh that too yeah it was really hot yeah <laughs> it was brutal uh what about you joya um, even less. I don't watch any sports. Okay. I know some people, um, but I would need like a name and a face and what, te- like I would need like everything about them to figure out who they are and where they come from. Okay. So we have to ask y'all though, like, do you have an opinion about like the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey like relationship? Do you, oh, like- we've talked yeah. about this on our we show. We have talked about Okay. That. I actually really love this relationship. I feel like the contrast between like Taylor Swift being <laughs> artsy and like musical and then like travis obviously being sporty i feel like it's kind of a cute match yeah i don't grace know. is definitely a swifty i'm not so i don't like keep up as mm-hmm. much but um i've like learned i've learned who travis kelsey is more <laughs> okay because okay i did know that last year the super bowl he played against his brother mm-hmm. but you, if you asked me what his name was i wouldn't be able to tell you yeah, but now you right. do. Now, now, now I know. you know, yeah. and I know he has a podcast too. Which now, is cool. you know. yes. yeah. Yeah. now you know. Yeah, that and podcast is funny. He's very yeah. thankful that you know he has a podcast. By the way, <laughs> Aww. he told you. No, he just likes that he gets a lot of listeners now Aww. because before this he did not. I mean, they were the number one sports podcast in the world. I think oh. right now. Yeah. yeah. Are was, they really? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, but you know, we're coming. Yeah, exactly. uh, our show yeah, reviews making, friend, a, yeah. making a move here. Oh yeah. yeah watch out, Travis. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're definitely a power couple for sure. Yeah. They're they're doing good. Yep. All right. Well, so we do want to ha- play a little game with you guys. Yay. It's called Lies. I briefly introduced <laughs> oh. it to Seth and <laughs> Zion earlier today. Scary. Do you guys know what Lies is or how to t- kind of play? No. All right. No. So I'll explain it briefly. So Lies is a game where you. Um, two will compete, Joya against Grace. Oh, no. And you guys are going to try to name as many topics of, sorry, as, as many things of a certain topic in 30 seconds. But you guys are playing against each other. 
So video girls go head to head. So yeah. exactly, yeah. we're hitting you. Yeah, we're pitting you scared. against each other. So for Aww. instance, I will go to uh, to Grace and say, "How many things we can you do? You think you can find in a radio station?" And you would name a number. Say you say ten. Okay. Joya can either say, "I think she's lying," so I'm going to put her to the test, and you have to name ten, or <gasps> Joya can say, "I can name 11 and one up Grace, and oh. then you would have to say if she's lying, if you think she's lying, and put her to the test. Okay. And so okay. it goes back and forth like that. So we have three rounds. <laughs> don't be uh, nervous. Yeah, okay. don't be nervous. I don't know why my heart's don't beating be out of Okay, chest. you got this. Okay. But got there, this. there is a 30-second timer yes. of once you start naming oh my gosh, the thing. Oh, so, a timer. So, Not a timer. Yes, 30 <laughs> seconds, so it's quick. Okay. Um, all right, you guys ready for uh, for topic number one? Yes. Yeah. All right, so... Topic number one, NFL teams. Oh. So I'll start with Joya. Okay. How sure. many NFL teams do you think you can name in 30 seconds? Oh, man. I'm going to say six. Six? Okay. Six teams. Okay. Six isn't bad. Grace, do you think you can say more than six, or do you think Joya is lying? I think I can say more than six. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Shot. Okay. So, so, so how, how many? How many do you think you can name? I'm going to say eight. Eight. Okay. Yes. Okay. So a fourth. So Joya. <laughs> fourth of the league. That's, that, that's because good. I could probably go for 10, but just in case, I know I'm going to get nervous. I'm just going to try it for eight. Okay. I feel like I could so, do that. So I got this. Joya. I'm counting right now. Do you think you can name more than eight? Mm. Oh, this is getting intense now. <laughs> um... No. No? So <laughs> she's going to call you a liar. So now you are going to be put to the test. Oh, you're put to... Oh, no, I didn't mean to do that. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. So if I you, was preparing for this. I've already been, like, thinking of names. If, if, if you name eight football teams, you get a point. If you don't, Joy gets the point. Okay. All right? Oh, whoa. Eight NFL teams in 30 seconds. Okay. Ready, set, go. Giants, Packers, Patriots, uh, Cowboys, Dolphins, uh, the Steelers, uh, the Pirates is that a team? And then, um, uh, Broncos. That's seven. That's seven. Ah, unfortunately, seven. Yeah, five. the Pirates <laughs> is a baseball team in Pittsburgh. Oh. Uh, but you did get the Pittsburgh Steelers. The so you got the football team in Pittsburgh. But Wait, you also, so it doesn't count. Oh, no. and the winner. So you won that one. Oh, okay. So now you have a point. I was, so, I go me, seven. go me. Oh man, that was so close. That, that, that was, was hey, pretty that good. Was good. That was good. That was really good. good. Were you guys expecting me to not do as good? No, I mean, you I'm, rattled I'm not off like, saying that. You <laughs> off like, I had no idea how the, you were going to do. The Packers was a nice pull there. Yeah, you rattled off like five in like four seconds, yeah. and I was like, here we go. That was good. That was good. Oh shoot, I should have said the 49ers. Oh yeah, number eight. Next time. Next time on Riff Ram. Next time. Next time. There we go. All right. So moving on to topic number two, we will start with Grace now. Okay. Oh no. Saying how many she thinks she can name sports players. Any sport. Oh General sports players. Oh shoot. Any sport. Any sport. Yeah. It could be. It could be pickleball, and and it would count. I need like a. I need like write this down. Like tennis. Golf. Okay. Any, well, so I, I did play I tennis. Golf, but, you know. Okay. So I am pretty like familiar with a lot of like the or not really. I know like one. Soccer. <laughs> yeah. Soccer's barely. A sp- okay, I think. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're gonna kick off of I'm just messing. I'm just messing with you. I'm gonna say I can name five. Five. So I you think you can name five athletes? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm confirming before I toss it to I Joya. Think. All right. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Joya. Um, I think I can name six. Okay. 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 Oh, wow. Let's I know, do I'm this. Not gonna, I'm not going to challenge it. Okay. All right. So, Joya, <laughs> you have to name six sports players oh, no. in 30 seconds to try to tie it at one apiece here. And, 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 okay. if, and if you don't get six, Grace wins the game. Wait, do I have to be like... Wait, I win the whole what? game? Yeah, it's best two because, out of three. Because it's best two out of three. Oh, okay, wait. Do I have to be like, blah, 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 football? No. No, no, no. no. Just it's name, just the player. Just, yeah. just the player. Great. No, the reviewers know it. So right. you have to name six. Okay. All right, in 30 seconds. Okay. Your time starts now. Gabby Douglas, Messi, um, Max Duggan... Travis Kelsey, um, oh, um, Jordan Travis, and I just need one more person. Who's that guy? Mm, 15 mm. seconds left. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, Tom Brady. Jordan Travis was the pool. That yeah, was awesome. Oh surprised gosh. about that. Guys, I know, I know. That's I know. pretty good. I have friends who go to FSU. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> sure. I, we were impressed over here. You started off with Gabby Douglas, too, which was like, I haven't thought of Gabby Douglas in like 10 years. Yeah. I know. When you said all sports, I was like, okay, let me yeah, think of who perfect. I know. Yeah. Serena Williams was just like the only person I could like when, when <laughs> Yeah, I was just Serena. like, okay, holding on to that tennis. Bye. Yeah, there we go. That was pretty Cheers. good, Joya. Did I lose the game? Yeah, well, no. So now Joya tied it up at one point apiece. So we're heading into this next round with whoever wins, wins the whole thing. Wait, I won last round. Though. She won both rounds. Oh, did you win both rounds? Yeah, but we can play again. Oh, we should play yeah. again for Oh, funsies. she did. <laughs> but how about this? How about this? It's triple the points. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's no, worth three because, points. Because if, if Grace wins, that means she wins the whole thing. But if I win, I oh. totally just slammed you. Do we want to do that or not? Yeah. It's worth a thousand. Dang. It could be worth a thousand It's points. worth a thousand points. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this next one is things you would find at a TCU football game at Eamon G. Carter Stadium. Oh. Oh. Okay. 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 Um, so, again, Grace, you start with what you expect to see. Okay. I think... I'm going to try to name nine things. Nine. Okay. Oh, wow. I think I can name... I don't want to be crazy, but I think I can name 15. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. She opted. Okay. Should I challenge it or not? Because I couldn't maybe try, but I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> try, try, it's up try. to you. Okay. Yeah. I'll, name, I'll try to name 16. 16? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it is wait, 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 can it just be 15, like, to challenge up against her? No, no. You have to, to one up. Wow. So it'd either be 16 or more. So. Oh, no. Okay. You're going <laughs> Here with 16. I go. Joya, are you going to test her? I'll test her. Okay. All right. So for the win. Right. For a thousand for points. A thousand oh, buckaroos. Okay. Wait. All right. Okay. Hopefully this counts. All right. I'm, think, I'm trying to get creative. I know. Here. Like, I was seeing things. Okay. Like, okay. Count? Grace, you have to name 16 things you would find at a TCU football game in 30 seconds. Your time starts now. Football players, Dutchmen, Rangers. Cheerleaders, showgirls, the color purple, cowboy boots, uh, hot dogs, uh, popcorn, uh, the color purple, super frog, uh, students, uh, <laughs> hypnotoad. Um, <laughs> Ten seconds. Uh, oh, sorority pins, um, uh, bandanas. Uh, the towels, the rally towels. Oh, time's 16. Oh, my God. 16 right at the buzzer. Right at the buzzer. Oh, wow. It wasn't 16. Oh, because she said purple twice. She said purple she twice. twice. She did. Oh, oh my goodness. Winner, winner, chicken oh, dinner. No. You know what? After 
I know. I was like, wait, did she say that again? Oh, I was so that was close. That was really good. I pulled out some good ones there. Stuff crazy. I was about to fully pull out like. Babies. Babies. I was about to say like uh like G5 sorority pins. <laughs> <laughs> like start listing all the sororities. Yeah. But if that counted, that would have been smart, yeah. yeah, yeah Ted, it would have. Yes, you could have listed the you color said green. grass. Yeah. You said a, you I was thinking said about dirt, grass paint. too, yeah. You could have said Jean, you know, it was always oh. on the camera, you know. Oh my gosh. I was so close. I yeah. was actually like that was pretty good. That yeah. was good. I, you know, we we in here thought you got it. We thought you got it. Yeah, in here. we did too. We Sixteen did. right on the button. At least I like. I don't know. At least I wasn't completely off. I only no, you weren't. One. You, you only missed biter. one. Yeah, exactly. You only missed Dang. one. Yeah. Was I was getting fun. so nervous at the end there. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's the time. Yeah, it's especially the time. with that timer. It's it's tough with the thirty seconds. Yeah, because yeah. you would have had to go like two a second. Like or, or no one <laughs> one every yeah, two seconds yeah, one every two <laughs> one seconds two a yeah. second yeah one every nah. two seconds what yeah. if I said I could name a hundred things in thirty seconds yeah, I don't well, even think that's possible yeah. I don't yeah. think that's in thirty seconds I'm sure there's some things at Amon G Carter that we don't want to know about but yeah you probably well, find that's yeah. wait what yeah so, <laughs> investigation so I wanted to ask y'all like what is what, what's your favorite thing about game day and do you got do you all only attend football games do you go to basketball baseball any of that. Mm. Have you have y'all gone? Um, my favorite part about football games is getting ready, and then when we do like radio girl interviews, those are so fun. That was yeah. really fun. We did the radio girl interviews. Yeah. I would say I actually there was like after the radio girl interviews, we got to the stadium like early, and actually like having like a spot to sit when it wasn't too crowded was really really nice. I would say I like getting ready, yeah. taking pictures, watching the game. When I know what's going on, <laughs> when we're winning, when right. they score when a touchdown. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And yes. then I'll go to other games, but not as like strict. Like yeah. every every Saturday, it's like football. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, you know what? I could go to a basketball game if my schedule's open. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball is kind of boring to me. Wow. Hot take over here okay. from Mr. We had two <laughs> assaults on, on people's sports yes. things. Yeah. Zion said that soccer wasn't a sport. And what? then you, yeah. said that, you said that basketball. Is boring and I can see how I it's boring. Basketball. It's just I don't know something about it is just I won a couple times last year and I can't say I was having the time of my life. It's definitely a different right. environment than football. It's not it the, is. the pomp and circumstance isn't there as much as yeah. college football, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but it, there's just something about like I mean football's king here, so it's just like the idea of have, coming together to you know. Sweat in the hot sun, yeah, you know? or be really cold, you know, in the in the winter. But I mean, and then last year was obviously like super magical, yeah. right? What happened yeah. last year? So, and that was your guys's freshman, freshman year. year too. So, I wait, know. oh, y'all got oh, spoiled. We, yeah, we you got spoiled. Yeah, not losing. That was really cool. <laughs> we did, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I know. I will say, last year I had a lot of fun actually attending the whole game. Like towards the Same. end when we were like getting like really good blah 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 the whole thing i was like wanting to stay the whole time mm-hmm. and but that, i never i didn't recognize one. myself for a minute <laughs> <laughs> like what is what is happening here did y'all play sports when you're um, so i played like every sport uh i really ran, every yes, sport <laughs> not every sport <laughs> i played tennis i played squash <laughs> I, squash. <laughs> I played or i ran cross country wow. i played volleyball oh nice so that's not every sport, but that's that's, that's, a, that's lot. a lot of sports. That is though. a lot. That's a squash. lot. Of I, I'm not kidding. You are the first person I've ever met that's played squash. <laughs> same, same. I, yeah, it was popular as... in the 
the city I grew up in. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. it's basically like tennis, except you go up against... It's like indoor, too, Yeah, right? it's like an indoor... You know what the rec... When you go upstairs and there's, like, those little, like, courts. Yeah. That's a squash court. And okay. basically, like, the ball goes up against the wall and then you kind of... Oh, play. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Squash. It's, it's kind of like... It's actually, it's nothing like pickleball, but it's similar to pickleball. Yeah. It's like the vibes are kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I did competitive cheerleading. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not That like, takes a lot. Thanks. But I did, like, lacrosse when I was younger, okay. soccer when I was younger, but okay. cheer was, like, my thing. There you go. Yes. That's awesome. I Those danced always... when I was younger. Oh, wow. Dance, dance. Are you guys going to say dance is in a sport? No, no. no. Dance, is pretty, like, <laughs> dance, dance is pretty dang competitive. True so. that. Yeah, like, seriously. Oh. No, yeah. Well, all right, Radio Girls, Joyce, uh, Joya and Grace, excuse me. Um, thank you guys so much for joining. Where can our listeners find you guys on social media? When is your guys' show? <gasps> So basically, we, we love talking about this. We do. Yes. Um, we're on TikTok and Instagram. Okay. Same handle at the Radio Girls 88.7. All right. That's sweet. it. And our shows are on Wednesday mornings at 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Okay. Yes. Sweet. All right. So everyone listening out there, be sure to hit up the Radio Girls on Instagram and tune into their shows on Wednesday mornings here on 88.7 The Choice. But stick right here. We've still got a full hour left of the show as we're going to get into some Thanksgiving football um, in our next segment. So stick right here. You're listening to Riff Ram Review on 88.7 The Choice. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k. So you're giving up. Just like that. Giving up on what? I'm getting an inheritance from a distant relative. Don't you think if there were a billionaire in the family, we'd know about it by now? Listen to me. We are one phone call away from riding horses on our own private polo grounds. One call from christening yachts, having a butler, using summer as a verb. How do you figure? Look, everyone's got a rich uncle somewhere. It's statistics. So the best thing you can do is just prepare for the inevitable. Right. Which is why I thought maybe it would be smart to take control of my finances. You know, start using a budget, get out of debt, set some retirement goals. Budgets? Debt? You watch your mouth. Retirement shouldn't be a goal for us. It should be a way of life. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. The Choice. I'm Zion Trammell alongside Seth Dowdle and Ian Napetian. That was fun with the radio girls. Want to give a shout out to Grace and Joya. Really appreciate yep. them coming on for this crossover KTCU episode uh, or segment, if you yeah. will. It was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, it was. Good, good battle of their good test of their sports yeah. knowledge. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, hopefully, maybe we'll have them on in the near future. Maybe we'll make an appearance on their yeah. show. Uh, Talk about some radio girl things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what is a radio girl thing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the radio girl. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, so now let's get into the NFL. Uh, we'll, we're we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. Uh, some pretty good games there. A bit of a surprising outcome in the first game of the day with the Packers beating the Lions 29-22 to and the Lions proving to me uh, that I, they're good, but I don't think they are a legitimate, like, 
Super Bowl contender or they're poised to make a deep run in the playoffs. Not just from this game. I mean, their defense has kind of fallen off a little bit, and I just don't think they have enough experience. And um, Dan Campbell just makes some really dumb decisions sometimes. Great coach, but, man, like the fake punt. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. That was just weird. Bad I gotta loss you, for Detroit. I got to tell you, eating some mashed potatoys while Dan Campbell <laughs> doing a fake punt. Thanksgiving tradition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my favorite tradition. The Lions losing on Thanksgiving. I cannot remember the last time they won on Thanksgiving. On the yeah, brain. No, honestly, it was probably not that long ago, but I can't remember. Who? Who? Jim Schwartz used to be a Lions coach. That That's really what I remember when the Lions were bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like they might have won one with him, maybe. They probably maybe. won one like two years ago, and we're yeah. just forgetting. Yeah, They played it's... a really good game against the Bills last year that I remember. Yeah. And, and lost, right? And <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> lost. And, and of course, when they actually have good, high expectations this year, they lose. So, um, yeah, that that's just a bad loss for Detroit. Um, yep. you, you know, you're a good team now, so you, you have to win these games. Yeah, you know, going back to the Dan Campbell thing about some of those, some of those decisions – like with that fake punt, I think it said out of the like 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 just coming off of that, they they put up a graphic that said he had, he had um, they had gotten seven of those fake seven of their previous nine fake punts have actually been pulled off. What a what a which is what crazy a pull from the associate right? producer there. Yeah, and and so I mean, yeah, sure, mathematically it says it probably in the game didn't didn't make sense to do it then that early because then I think the Packers went down the field and got points out of it too. Um, but yeah, you know, definitely some questionable calls. Um, I never saw this Lions team as a Super Bowl contender. Um, but th- again, they're, they're still a great story in the NFL. Um, unfortunately, you know, for them losing to the Packers wasn't, you know, this isn't a good look for them. But they, they still are some pieces away from from becoming the best that they can be. I mean, there's, there's still definitely some pieces that they can um, add to. Um, and again, you're 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 correct. Um, they're, yeah, I don't know. They're 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 a couple pieces away, but I, I still like watching them. Yeah, they uh, they had three. Jared Goff had three fumbles, and they've turned the ball over a lot in the last couple games. And that's just not going to cut it. You're not going to win games if you turn the ball over, unless you're the Philadelphia Eagles, because <laughs> uh, yeah. they just get bailed. Um, but yeah, you just can't turn the ball over that much and expect to win. It's pretty simple. I mean, and shout out Jordan Love. He had a good game. Yeah. He's, 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 he's been had, doing well lately. Yeah, he's had a good season. I mean, it, it's not been insane, but it's better than I expected as a replacement for one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And yeah. we did not expect much. So, yeah. good job, Jordan. Yeah. Quickly just mentioning Mr. Aaron Rodgers coming off the, or sorry, being cleared to play, to, to practice. Insane. It's pretty crazy. Uh, 11 weeks off of surgery. Yeah, he shouldn't play. He's going to be 40 on Saturday. Oh, happy birthday. Isn't that crazy? Happy, happy birthday. birthday, Aaron. Happy birthday, Aaron. Um, yeah, it's too early, I think, in my opinion. Obviously, he knows his body the best, but right, as the Jets currently stand at 4-7, and seven, you're not going to make the postseason. Um, Behind an offensive line that you know would probably get you sacked again, and your other Achilles might rip in half. Yeah, and um, yeah. you know, for Garrett Wilson, um, I'm sure he wants him to come. I know the Jets receivers are like, please come back, please, please. Yeah. But, you know, for my fantasy team's sake, I have Garrett Wilson, so, you know, rather have Rodgers in there. But, yeah, I just don't think it's smart for him to go back out there. Um, what I will say, though, is he gave a lot of credit to Dak Prescott on the Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. That kind of leads into the Cowboys' 45-10 to win. 
and, uh, you know, kind of saying how much he's seen Dak Prescott grow as a leader. And I just got to say that I love his cadence. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Really let you know that we're going. Yeah. We're going. And it's funny because he's kind of done that for the last couple seasons, and I didn't. People are noticing it this year. Like, yeah, here I feel we like go. it's a lot more pronounced. Yeah, like it's it. Just like, yeah, like the last here we go. last couple of years, like they're always obviously he had like a cadence before he snapped. They snapped the ball, but I feel like this year he's shouting. It mm-hmm. sounds like he's shouting. Like he sounds like he's in on on the couch next to me. Shout out to the parab mic. Yeah, uh, I was doing, say. doing a great job. Crab uh, Mike and A1 turning up the dial on those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys whooping the Commanders, but once again, uh, on Thanksgiving, Cowboys winning on Thanksgiving makes my day. Uh, the day is somewhat ruined if they do not win. Uh, so, yeah, just good to see that. Cowboys, every single game at home has just been a, just a piece of cake for them so far. Uh 12, 13 game, 12 game winning streak at home, dating back to last season, I believe. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, uh, kind of becoming a home juggernaut here and uh, boding well for them as their next two games are at home against the Seahawks and the Eagles. Yeah. It's a shame that the Cowboys are probably not going to win this division because having a home game would just be so much better for this Dallas team because they just play a lot better at home. Um, and. Dak Prescott plays a lot better at home, and if he can keep this up over the next several games, he's got to be in the MVP conversation. I know you criticize you you. Uh, what word am I thinking of? No, 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 no. I'm just oh. the doubters out there. Oh, oh, oh. You uh, as in the doubters? I, no, I'm like, not, hey, not you. I was like, I was <laughs> speaking to the to the haters uh, that criticize Dak Prescott. Yeah, he's a few games removed from being in the MVP conversation. And uh, if you don't believe me, just, you know, I'm not going to say it, but he should at least be in the conversation if he keeps us up over the next few games. He's just been remarkable. Uh, what he's doing at the line of scrimmage, too, just, you know, changing the play, seeing the defense really well. He's just playing at a great level since that 49ers game. And De'Ron Bland made history, most pick sixes in NFL history. He, in a season, uh, he also needs to be considered for Defensive Player of the Year, potentially, um, if he gets a couple more. Um, it's pretty remarkable what he's doing. He's just got an eye for that ball. He's a ball hawk. Yeah. Imagine he, him and Diggs he, next year. He has more touchdowns this season than Kyle Pitts has in his career. <laughs> Kyle Pitts has been an absolute frustrating buzz. He's in chains. Need to, I don't know if freeing him will help anymore. but yeah. Free my mans. Free my man's. Oh my god. Yeah, that was I was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> well go going Get him from, out of the Falcons. Well, going from one possible defensive player of the year to another with um not is it Joey Bosa? No, it's Nicholas. Um, Nick, Ni- yeah, Nicholas, Nicholas. Bosa. <laughs> Joey's god, good, I cannot stand the 49ers. Yeah. I cannot stand the 49ers. I'm a Raider fan. I can't stand the 49ers. Yeah, they beat the Seahawks. Um, yeah, one thirteen. Yeah, they they kind of own Seattle at this point, and that's something that Niners fans, uh, that I know several 49ers fans, they take a lot of pride in, in the do. fact that they dominate Seattle. Uh, and we, the Cowboys, have a chance to help out the 49ers. Not that they really need it, but you know, uh, it's that team is just. Man, they're good. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is inevitable. Can I pose a question to Mm y'all? 
Sure. When was the last time that DK Metcalf caught a ball? DK. Uh, it, I don't remember it because every single time I see it, it's hitting his hands and falling down to the grass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that whole he, receiving he, he caught one against the Niners. He caught three, actually. That's fake. It's fake news. That <laughs> didn't happen. He actually caught three passes for 32 yards. Uh, that whole offense in general for Seattle has just been – Pretty disappointing. Geno Smith's having a, an, ins, an insanely mid-year. Uh, Kenneth Walker's hurt. Jackson Smith and Jigba is one of the few uh, wide receiver busts, really, in this first round. Another one is one that I will not mention that came from our school. So Give them time. We'll Chargers give them time. Aren't, Chargers are not giving them a chance We'll either. give them time. And I don't want to say a rookie is a bust, but just Jackson Smith and Jigba was the first receiver taken off the board, and quite frankly, he's just not involved much in this offense. Dude, okay, sorry. I got to go talk about Geno Smith here. So, right, last year he plays for a contract, right? And mm-hmm. everybody's contract year, they pop off. Why? Because they want the money, right? Well, he got $27.3 million guaranteed when hey, he signed. Attaboy, you know? Yeah. Attaboy. And then he's having one of the uh, most the, just basic years possible. He's, he's a quarterback. Yeah. 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 But I, I think it's uh, the quarterback position uh, in general right now is just very mid, very mediocre. It's very hurt as well. There's a lot of yes. backup quarterbacks that I'm seeing on my screen on a weekly basis. Yeah. I mean, Tim frickin' Boyle played on Black Friday. Yes. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, and, and obviously there's a lot of quarterbacks that have gotten hurt. Uh, Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, um, Jimmy Anthony Garoppolo. Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, sure. He did uh, get hurt, just not in the yeah. conversation. Uh, Anthony Richardson, yeah, he was having a good start. A few others, a couple others I'm probably missing. But, yeah, it's just it's not a great year for the quarterback position. No. Even, I mean, Jalen Hurts, oh, God, I'm such an Eagles hater, and you know what? I don't care. Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. How many interceptions does he even have this season? I mean, he threw another one against Buffalo. Um, eight, he, has, he has 18 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Like, Okay. I mean, he's good. He's a great quarterback, and he's on rushing the, wise too, though. He's yeah, really those one yard uh, tush, tush pushes push. are really going, really insane. Um, <laughs> the brotherly. I, it's funny though because I have him on two of my fantasy teams. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> so like when he does, you can't hate him. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's just that. But the point is, is not that I think Jalen Hurts doesn't deserve it. It's just the fact that to a lot of people, he's the MVP front runner, and it's like, wow, that. I mean, I can't argue with it a ton, but it's just because the quarterback position. So, you know, there's Mahomes and Lamar yeah. and Stroud, but I don't know. Yeah, and, and I mean, year after year, the position of the backup quarterback is just becoming more and more important, mm-hmm. right? Having somebody back there that in case your quarterback goes down, because it seems like every year with every team, their quarterback goes down at some point. Doesn't matter if it's for a play, for for the rest of a game, for a couple weeks, or for the season – you need backups, and they weren't. I, I don't feel that they were as valued in previous years, but over the last three to four seasons, and especially this year, just more and more, it's like, all right, teams really got to start thinking about their backups a little more than they have in the past. And I mean, I, I, I think it's good for the game, though. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that some of these guys, you know, I'm not glad that they're being given shots due to injury, but it's like 
it, it, it brings in a lot of more a lot more strategy to say, okay, we need to have someone back, back here in case our number one guy goes down. Yeah, the Eagles lost Jalen Hurts for a little bit. Yep. Gardner Minshew had to step in. Yep. Dak Prescott went down. They had Cooper Rush yep. come in. So yeah, it's a lot of a lot of change. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles though, because they did win thirty seven to thirty four against Buffalo. Um, just some heroic stuff, though, from from Hertz. I will yeah. say that, and from the Eagles, and from Jake Elliott, that made probably the most wicked kick of the season, and uh, from 59 yards out to send it to overtime. Um, and man, the yeah. Eagles just find a way. Like, regardless, you know, of how lucky I guess you could say they get, or uh, you know, they squeeze by teams, they find a way to win, and it's. I mean, they're the best team in the league, and then. Um, it's a good win against Buffalo, arguably the game of the year. Yeah, it was it was really fun, uh, really frustrating if you're rooting against the Eagles. But uh, the Eagles have been outgained by over a hundred yards in four consecutive games, so and, they have, and they have won all four of them. Uh, you can call them the rich man Steelers. Uh, the Steelers <laughs> have not won those games when they uh, the Steelers yeah. have been outgained every single week, and have won six games. That's what are they six and five? Uh, I think so. That blows my mind. That absolutely blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. So the Eagles are the rich man Steelers, uh, yeah. but they're good though, and they yeah. very resilient. I, I think the broadcast, uh, the CBS broadcast, Nance and Romo made up a really good uh, a really good point, is that this team is filled with winners. They've drafted a ton of Georgia and Alabama players, and they just have and there's some players on that team that won the Super Bowl in 2017. So they know how to win. And honestly, I don't know why people don't take the strategy of drafting the players from the best schools all the time i know that's what they do anyway but like <laughs> but that it feels like the eagles lean into the bit even more and every single time the last two years they've drafted someone it's like blah 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 georgia blah 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 alabama mm-hmm. it's like duh it's a great decision yeah. and it, it's they, it's proven because they're resilient uh they never panic mm-hmm. um and yeah they they're they're a frustrating watch for a lot of the time because it's like do they they that first half especially against Buffalo they was like do, what what's going on here but they figured it out and they got it done uh, really hard for me to imagine a path where they don't win the uh, division yeah they probably will uh, but we're out of time here for this segment uh, I you know we didn't get to talk about the Broncos and Texans because the Bron- oh, they're both playing good I know the Texans lost but. But Denver's suddenly resurged. They play each other this week, so we'll probably talk about that next week. I can't believe that's a good matchup now. Who would have thought at the beginning of the season? Uh, But that'll wrap things up here for NFL segment. We have one last segment, kind of a fun one here on Riff Ram Review, right here on 88.7 The Choice. Babe! Babe! I'm right here. Oh, hey. Could you tie my shoes? Because, you know, I can't with... Your lobster claw hands. You know, I don't think this is working out. I hope this isn't because of my... Because if it is, I think that's pretty superficial of you. What? Yes, no. You're a karmic nightmare. I mean, why do you think you suddenly grew lobster claws for hands? It's just a bug or something. You have bad karma. What were you doing right before the claws? Nothing. Shooting bottle rockets at paddle boats. Right. So maybe some good karma, like helping out in the community, working at a soup kitchen, something. Or maybe there's a lotion or something, a cream. Lobster boy cream? Yeah, something like that. Okay, fine. Hug? No. Stay on the universe's good side.
Volunteer, vote, get involved, and get yourself to getgoodkarma.org. Getgoodkarma.org, brought to you by the Ad Council. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Riff Ram Review right here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. I'm Ian Nepetian alongside Zion Chamwell and Seth Dowdle as we get into this final segment. And I'll keep it short here because we've got some plans for a little fun segment. Seth, do you want to tell some of our listeners what we've got planned for these uh, final 15 minutes here? Yes, I do. One of my favorite parts of laying on the couch on the weekend and watching football is... You're watching, and then the game starts, and there's a funky little tune that they play at the beginning to get you in the mood. And each network, you know, whether it's CBS, Fox, ESPN, NBC, whatever it may be, has their own. And they're all different. They all kind of have their own different, like, vibe and style. And I've compiled 12 of them today from college football and the NFL, and we are going to grade them. We are going to see if they did a good job. Are y'all up for the task? Let's do this. All right, so here's the grading scale. We have the worst. Like, it is like the worst thing you have ever heard in your entire life. That is a one. And if it's the best thing you ever heard in your entire life, it is awesome sauceness. Alrighty. Awesome sauceness. Awesome sauceness. So. So it's numbers up to awesome sauceness? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you is, think awesome sauceness is, an, is equivalent of as a number. Is it 10? I guess. I'm going to go six and a half right. as awesome sauceness. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That is the scale. Those are the rules. Right. We will play probably, or I don't know, 15, 20 you know, seconds of each one. Y'all can talk as it's going on. I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not gonna mute your mics or anything. So feel free to comment as it's okay. going on. Okay. Uh, but here we go. We're gonna start with uh, one you might not, you know, think of immediately. We're gonna start with the NFL Network. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I always forget about this one, but it's so good. Okay. I love this one. Yeah. To me, this is this is NFL Combine, NFL Draft type. Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen. It's pure yes. Rich Eisen. It's it's not one you think about, but it's a really good one. It's good. It's good stuff. Let's give it a grade. Oh, give it a grade. Like nice and quick grade. Yeah, y'all can talk. Give your thoughts on it. We got two and a half minutes of this. Uh, so this makes me think of like Christmas. I know a lot of people will agree with me on this, like the Christmas Eve games on NFL Network between the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets. Why they're playing on Christmas, I have no idea. But that's kind of what it makes me think of, or like a London game or something. Yeah. Or like NFL game day morning, or like, you know, they used to have this show with Deion Sanders and uh, LaDainian Tomlinson and Chris Rose. It's a 10. It's perfect. 10, really? You're going Perfection. awesome sauceness yes, on this? Yes, absolutely, yeah. I'm going to probably be a little more conservative in my grading scale. I'll probably say 7, 7.5. I'll, I'll, I'll go 7. I'll go round number 7. 7 is a good grade, so we got a 7 and an awesome sauceness. Are, are you all ready for the next one? Wait, what's yours? Uh, I'm not going to give out grades here. I'm just those. Oh, okay, okay. We don't have time for me. It's okay. All I'll right, do, next. I'll always we're gonna do the you, We're going to do the newest of the... Um, oh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. Amazon Prime is coming in. Here it is, Thursday Night Football. It's new, so I, it hasn't, like, 
grown on me a lot. It starts off strong. Really loud. Really, really loud. It starts off really strong and then just kind of... It's like it's good for like five seconds. It gives me uh, draft day vibes from the movie Draft Day. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's like that type of music you would use in a movie to make it seem real, but it's just fake song. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it gives off to yeah. me. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I'm gonna give it like a, a five. Not not a huge fan. So like, yeah, this is I don't like it at all. I really don't. I think this would probably be one of my lowest ones. Like th- this. Um, this sorry to interrupt you, but this could be like a Marvel like so superhero like introduction. Like it's very generic for anything that tries to get hyped up. Introducing Prime Man three. coming to theaters. Prime near you. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go three. All right, we got a three and a five. Sorry, Al Michaels. I know you didn't make this, but yeah, sorry, I mean Al. he's a go. I love Al Michaels, but man, Prime it's just not Man. a good song. His special powers, same day delivery. <laughs> all righty, we're gonna continue the NFL. We'll get to college after we all do right, the, all, all right. the NFL. So all we're gonna good. do Fox mm. NFL. Have, this is one of my favorites. I have a love-hate relationship with this because it's either the Cowboys just got their butts whooped and I'm just like, bro, I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, this is, I don't want to hear this music anymore. And Kurt Menefee saying, yep. Yes, and Kurt the Menefee, Cowboys yeah. <laughs> blow another one. This time they lose in overtime to whoever. And it just, I, I don't know. But then when the Cowboys win, it's like, yeah, I like this a little bit more. And Kevin Burkhart's signing off. I'm like, yep, the Cowboys win again. So I'm going to give it like an eight. Yeah, this this brings up straight up Kurt Menefee um, coming into the studio. I, I This is just Sunday mornings at, at 9 o'clock for me back home in, in, in uh, on the West Coast. It's one of my favorites. I like it a lot, um, even though I hear it following a lot of Raiders losses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty dang good. Yeah. I'll, I'll go I'll go eight. So we got two eights. That's good. I'll so go it's not, so what, what I'm hearing so far is that the NFL Networks is the best so far. Absolutely. In my it, opinion, it is. That's what uh, Zion said. What did you say? I you said think? seven. Okay, so never mind. So yeah. Zion's favorite so far, NFL Networks. Ian, you're so far your favorite is Fox. It, uh, I'm, in bet- I was, I'm in between a seven and an eight for it. All right. But I'll go eight. Next... <laughs> C B S. It's just so hard to start. Bad minds. It makes me think of like the playoffs for some reason. It's playoffs. I whenever I hear this, I think of Raiders are playing the Bills and we're just gonna get stomped on. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. It's different for me because the Cowboys don't play on CBS that often. So I like it because I love Jim Nance. He's one of my favorite announcers. It's great. Yeah, Jim Nance and reading the sixty minutes cue card yeah. and reading. This is. <laughs> Go watch, uh, you know, Ghost this, this show about yeah. Go Coming. watch this show about the White House on CBS, just yeah. like all the rest. And following sixty minutes, we have the CBS's new show, The Cleaning Lady. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Young Sheldon like, coming up at yeah, nine p.m. Yeah. Following, you know, yeah, that was whatever. Fox. That's oh, yeah. a Cleaning Lady was Fox, but you know, you know. same sentiment, same yeah, sentiment, exactly. So grade it uh, a nine, eight. I'll do eight. All right. So you think that Fox is in? 
CBS I think Fox and CBS on the same page. I think it. CBS is better than Fox, in my opinion. Very good songs, though. So far, consensus is that these are great. These are good, and yeah. they bring back somewhat happy memories. Yes, nostalgic. All right, Very ESPN, nostalgic. it's time for Monday Night um. Football. Not good vibes this year, the just because Monday night has really sucked. The red carpet halftime show. Or no, it makes me think of ESPN Monday Night Football is brought to you by Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> and Spencer Confidential coming to theaters March 17th. It's a really good impression. Yeah. Let's grade it. Uh, seven. It's like, it's cool, but like, it's not better than Fox or CBS. I'll go five. Yeah, I'm not I, a big fan of, e- of so ESPN. I, I will not. You know, I'm the host. I'm supposed to be unbiased from here, but whatever. This is one of my least favorites. Okay, okay. That's one of my least favorites. Yeah, it's not. It's better than Prime, but it's not great. Now, the we have actually we have two. We have two left in the NFL. Okay. We're gonna the start NBC, with, right? We're gonna start with NBC. We both, they're both NBC. Good. Here we go. NBC. Here we go. This is, I've been sitting on my couch for seven hours. I'm ready to sit down for another three <laughs> on a Sunday night. I'm levitating. That's what this song this does is the, to me. This one's the go. This one's my favorite. Yeah. From beautiful Arlington, Texas. I'm just doing, this is it's like what I think of. You know, it's Mike Trico oh. or Al Michaels. Oh. Uh, I mean, a hundred. I, I, it breaks the scale. It's the best one. Uh, it's most hyped up. Best games usually. Yeah. Goaded. I'll put out a nine. Put it's, out a nine. It's pretty good. I when I was a kid, I would listen to the Sunday night football song and pretend like I was one of the players. Like I like run and like, like ooh, the tunnel. I, ooh, I just juked the air and I just did a spin move, you know, and pretend like I was, you know, one of the players that was in the Sunday night football promo. Now we're gonna skip the final uh, in, uh, NFL one because we gotta get a college football and we're running out of time. But I need which, I which NFL one is it? It's well, you'll see, you'll see, oh, you'll oh, see, oh, you'll okay. see. So, but we're gonna get the, we gotta get the college football ones out because there's some spicy ones here okay. as well. We're gonna start with CBS. It's good. It just makes me want to go to sleep. Honestly, because I'm about to watch Alabama beat the crap out of somebody. Yeah, it, it gives me the, the feel of some really messed up matchup that just shouldn't have been put on the schedule. Again, I don't have that same connection, though, to college football as as other people do, because I am I, so I didn't grow up watching college football a lot. So grade the song. Grade the instrumentals. Seven. I don't know. <laughs> six, seven, seven, I guess. Just makes me... Or Bama-Auburn, too. Maybe. I'll go six. I'll go six. Yeah. I this is the best of the college football ones I'll say okay. in my opinion this is the best uh, I like how it utilizes you know some nice horns you know it's yeah. a, you know it's good horns all right we're gonna go Fox college football next isn't it oh yeah it's the same but it's band instruments yeah which that's a sick touch that's awesome so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that like an eight same as Fox NFL. 
Seven. We'll do seven. I like how they like it gives you the vibe that we're playing a college football college game. College football, yeah. yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's 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 a good one. It's Take good. it away, Gus. Yeah. <laughs> good. All right, Joel, go. <laughs> All right. ESPN college football. They have the most college football games. You'd expect them to have the best song, right? Uh oh, we'll I guess see. not. <laughs> It's the best. Ten out of ten. I will opinion. say this. There's a lot ten. happening in the background. Yes. Yeah. I, I see graphics flying <laughs> through my head right now and like big blocks going boom, boom. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, those are not graphics. That's just the song. I, I, know. I know. I'd say nine out of ten. It's That's so goaded. I love it. It's really it just good. really makes me feel like, like, yeah, we're getting to the... College football playoff, I love it. Nine out of ten. Gonna run through a wall for that. Song. It's the best one. It's the best one. Now these are kind of the next. You probably have not heard any of these. So NBC has Notre Dame football. So therefore, they have a theme oh, song yeah. for Notre Dame football. Do they just have Notre Dame? If I was a Notre Dame fan, I would. Notre Dame fan, I would like it more. This feels like I just want to won the Super. It's like when you win the Super Bowl on Madden and they're playing <laughs> yeah. the music after, and you, yeah. and you see all the colors of the things flying. Five. Yeah, four. not not good. Um, I'll do four. Yeah, we don't like that one. You know what? We will like though. NBC does have regular college football. They do. They okay. have other regular college football. So therefore, they have a song. I wonder what it is. Let's see what it is. I actually don't know this. Okay. What are we doing? How do you have such a great Sunday night football one and then what is this 2006? It's Fallout Boy. Yeah, no, 2000. Yeah, okay. I'll give it a three. Give it, actually, give it a one. Oh, God. I almost want to hear the Amazon Prime one back and figure out which one's worse. Dude, <laughs> no, this, this is, is bad. way worse. I, I give it like a two. I'm, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give this a two. That's bad. Yeah, this is... Which, which that's... N- NBC regular NBC. college football. Yeah. You know, I... And when we... I don't think you have this, Seth, but the college basketball, March Madness. Oh, yeah. I do not have that. We will do that whenever yeah, we, we, do get that to, we get college. to college basketball. I just, oh, I just stuck kiss. to football. So we got we don't have a lot of time left. That's okay. But we have one more. Okay. One more. The granddaddy of them all. Oh, is this... Oh, come on. Full volume and full. I love this. Ten. Automatic a ten. Automatic. It's awesome. She's the best. I think Sunday Night Football, uh, ESPN College Football, and NFL Network are my top three. Yeah. Th- this is a this is a ten for me. And then yeah, this is obviously it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Yep. I go ten. Yeah, this one is my favorite. Oh, both Sunday nights were my were two of my highest ones that I created. And it's crazy how NBC sunk all that money into the two these two, and then yeah. the Notre Dame one. I mean, maybe it's if you have some nostalgia around it, it's fine. But and then the regular the, college yeah. football ones just kind of like follow boy. Yeah, this is great because they also customize it to the teams that are playing. Like that's special too. Because 
I mean, I know that's not done that week, but like, it's like you still it have to go through like, that yeah. process and be like, okay, this is getting me ready, not just for this game, but the specific matchup too, which I like. Exactly. It, it's it's really every, good. Every rendition's been great over the years. It's awesome. I love that. That's really good. Thank you, Seth. That was a lot of fun. We 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 got y'all heard some new songs today. Yes, we did. We did. I might add some of those to my my playlist. <laughs> I can assure you that a lot of these, you know what? We'll be coming back with them at the bumpers. Yes, uh, because some of these are good, and I might just throw in some Fallout Boy next yeah. time. Exactly. <laughs> I like Fallout Boy, just not that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, just just not the uh, not the NBC uh, college football version yeah. of it. Saturday Night Football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that doesn't have a nice ring to it. But, no, that was a lot of fun, Seth. Thank you for uh, for, for playing that little fun game with us. Um, but for everyone listening at home on the road, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, that, that does bring us to the end of Episode 13 here on 88.7 The Choice. We got through some TCU football. TCU women's and men's basketball um, had a nice crossover episode with the Radio Girls, so thank you so much to them, uh, Grace and Joya from the Radio Girls, and then uh, rounding it out with that fun little segment. Thank you, Seth. Um, for everyone listening at home, be sure to tune in next week. We've got a big episode as we will welcome welcome on um, TCU catcher Curtis Byrne uh, from TCU Baseball. He will be joining us uh, next week on Wednesday, December 6th, right at the top of the hour at the start of the show at 6 p.m. Central Time. So be sure to tune in for that. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and uh, TikTok at Refram Review, as well as um, listening to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well at Refram Review and Refram Review on YouTube. So um, be sure to go check out all of those social pages for some more content. Um, but until next time, we will see you guys later. Continue listening to Refram Review here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio.